0: But they were finding kids, you know, that had been used as experiments. And there is no limit. These people, you know, what they do is is very sick. And, you know, there's a lot of mocking. There's a lot of abuse that happens to these children who have been um, DNA manipulated. Or, you know, they will uh, harass, you know, uh, blasphemy. Um, torture, do all sorts of horrible things, you know, so that these children grow up not even knowing that they're human.
1: With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. This episode, I have Jesse coming back, and we're going to talk about, you know, the mass graves that were uncovered in Canada, the fact that six are still having bodies dumped on them. But we're going to talk about the developments at the border and just um, how brazen everything is right underneath our noses, and it's continuing, and it's just really uh, very infuriating for me, being honest. Because I just it's so brazen. I also, this is a little bummer of a day for me because, well, actually, I'm recording this a day after I recorded the interview with with Jesse, but yesterday. I uh, wrote up an article about Rosa Corey. I just found out that she died, and she was an amazing woman. She spent uh, the last uh, many years exposing Agenda 21, and she was so courageous, and she blazed so many trails, and from people who know her personally, she's just such a kind person. I didn't know her very well. But I did get the wonderful opportunity to interview her and her interview. I always have editor's choice up on front of my website on important interviews that I think are, that people should listen to. And hers was the longest standing interview I've had up there. And so for me, it was just a real, um, it was a shocker, but a little bit of sad, a lot of sadness knowing that such a courageous person who's willing to put themselves out there to educate and do things for others, for humanity, is gone. And that's a bright light that we no longer have. And hopefully there's just many others that will come and carry that torch that she shined so brightly. So so that that's why I'm a little bummed out today. But we, me and Jesse talk about that a little bit at the beginning, and then we go into... Um, these revelations and things that we learned just recently with the mass graves and uh and then also you know the brazen activities that are going on at the border and and around our country so before we get into this interview i want to remind you to go to my website and subscribe to my channels and my newsletter at sarahwestall.com under subscribe and I'm always putting up uh, new material up at TV and on Ebeneer. So my members are getting uh, fresh exclusives. You're getting at least once a week. I'm doing my best. <laughs> but I have three more that I need to be putting up there. So you're going to have some more coming up pretty soon. So... I just want to remind you to go sign up for all that. And those who are already subscribed, thank you so much for supporting this program. Thanks for supporting my affiliates. Those that's also how I fund my my work. So let's get into my discussion with Jesse Saboder. Hi, Jesse. Welcome back to the program.
0: Hey, good to be here, Sarah. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. I'm a little bummed. I learned this morning and I wrote an article on it. It probably helps me therapeutically um that Rosa Corey has died and she was a giant in this you know Mm -hmm. independent media and anytime you know I I didn't know her that well I interviewed her and it was the longest running interview on my editor's choice on the front of my website and um she was just such a kind person when I talked to her but I um when any when somebody of like that who's has the courage to speak out and you know, she pretty much blazed trails and of this whole Agenda 21 just created that blazed trails and created the whole movement, essentially. And she's gone. She's only 50 years old. And it, to me, it's just like a big punch in the gut when somebody with that much courage who's willing to talk is, you know, is no longer with us.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's hard when we lose anybody who's in the spite because there aren't that many voices really speaking out especially with topics like that, the agenda 21.
1: Exactly, and so to me, it was just really, that's how, you ask me how I'm doing. So that's, I'm being honest, it it really bothers (laughs) me. And um, so at least I wrote an article and I was able to get a little bit of my, and I'm, you know, a little bit of my grief out there, but I know that a lot of people are mourning over her, even the people who don't know her well um, because of of what she represents. So, um, you know, I'm getting emails back, you know, because I she was in my newsletter and I'm getting all these people emailing back saying, oh my gosh, you know, people that know of her who are who are activists and you know it just it's hitting everybody hard. So um yeah. well at least she hopefully she knows that now that she's up in up in heaven or whatever she's doing right. now, she knows that she's she was very much appreciated. But anyways, I you know we should get on to some important that was an important topic too but get that on some important. Yes. Get on to some important topics that we have. I just did an interview with Kevin Annette. They, he's been fighting this for, you know, over a decade of trying to expose the boarding schools up in, you know, it's been, it's North American boarding schools. Most of them, a lot of them in Canada, but we had some in the United States as well. Um, And he is saying that, you know, over 50% of those kids died in those boarding schools. And the last one closed in 1996. But, um, they finally uncovered one of the mass grave sites of the children. And this one was one uh, next to the school that did a lot of the medical experiments. He, they identified his group identified 28 additional ones that they know exist. Uh, there's probably more because there was like over 100 schools. And um, but the, the bombshell information that he told me is six additional mass grave sites are still in operation today they're dumping bodies there still and yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. it and it it, that's probably the 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 most important because it's something we can deal with right now I mean we need to heal we need to understand what's going on but the ones that are still in operation (laughs) obviously we need
0: need to do something is there a special um website or that people can go to to find out more about that from Kevin or
1: Well, uh, he has a, a site called murder by decree, which you can learn all about that. And I think people need to go there and learn about it. And it's not enough just to learn about these things. It's a, it's figuring out how you can get involved and you can do something because, mm-hmm. you know, we're all learning about all this stuff. It's really traumatic. I know it's hard. We don't want to have to deal with this much trauma. And, and in fact, you gotta, you gotta spend a lot more of your time dealing with hugging your dog and your kids and your spouse, Um, and finding ways to surround yourself with loving, uh, positive, uh, activities, but, but you still have to learn about this, these traumatic, traumatic things and do something about it. But yeah, it's, uh, he has the murder by decree is the site and people can learn all about that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I encourage people to look into that. Um, you know, six active mass grave sites is, just too many, whether they're, you know, I think that for me, the biggest challenge is, you know, the reality that these kids, um, a majority that are being murdered, you know, don't have family looking for them, they're orphans or they're brought in, um, you know, from other states or countries. So we just need to create more awareness about that. Yeah, absolutely. And Do they I think they give that, numbers at all on that, just so you well, can understand how how big well, this is.
1: This mass grave site um, had hundreds of children, um, but it, you know the other uh, important thing behind that is the medical experiments, because they were doing medical experiments in Nazi Germany, right? Well, that never yeah. that never really stopped. It never it just, stopped. Yeah. And this was another site where they were doing those experiments and um, we're, you know, MKUltra is an example of that, which is very, been very well documented, but this is another one where they're doing it on children and they've been doing this to Native Americans for a long time. And we just have to realize that, that because we were so ignorant about it for so long does not mean it hasn't been happening. And it continues to happen and it's becoming more blatant daily. And we're all guinea pigs with this vaccine. As I mean, they just don't care anymore. It's become so in your face, but there's still a lot of naive, very ignorant people out there.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I've brought forward some stuff about, um, you know, John Brennan in the CIA and how he was very involved with some of the different dumb bases that focused on you know, those DNA manipulation projects. Um, And, you know, there were things that I had knowledge of, such as, you know, they did uh, surgeries on fetuses in the womb where they would remove noses and ears or hands and feet and and they would Mm -hmm. uh, implant, you know, what I saw was pig parts, Um, you know, so when the child was born, it. Looked like it was half pig, half human, but they genetically, you know, modified that child in the womb, which, you know, is a crime. This is a living being, you know, think about, you know, all the, the, you know, if you did that to a living child or a living human, the pain, the suffering with that, um, you know, and there's really with them that small, like there's nothing you can't give mass amounts of medication or other things. So it really is a form of torture and trauma yeah, um, on a very young infant. Um, you know, so I think more and more of this stuff is gonna be coming out. Um, you know, another mass site where they found similar things like this, um, you know, was the New York rescue um, that happened um last was that last April already I think that was around last April um but they they were finding kids you know that had been used as experiments and there is no limit these people you know what they do is is very sick and so I think you know it'd be good to people or have people come forward and start talking about some of the different stuff to really prepare individuals for what, you know, we're going to be hearing that has been going on behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. The trauma, it is very traumatic to hear about it, but people have to remember the people who are enduring it and the victims of it are, I mean, think of the trauma they're going through. So our little deal of dealing with the trauma as bad as that is, it's nothing compared to the people that have to deal with it how how did they get away with mothers allowing them to alter their babies in their womb I mean were they did it forced against their will
0: um I I personally believe the mothers have no knowledge so I believe that they will drug or sedate them and the women have no idea and then you know, some of the trauma that I saw, it, it was a double trauma because you have them telling things to the mothers, you know, like they're impregnated with the seed of or the spawn of Satan, you know, and of course, any mother is not going to believe that, it, you know, at the heart of it, you believe your child is, is good. And, you know, you, the majority are excited to give birth to that child or that life within them. But then imagine the trauma when all of a sudden your baby's born and it doesn't look human, it's half animal or looks demonic, you know, you, you believe that deception and that lie. And, um, you know, there, I have, I can't say the name of the survivor right now, but, um, there were individuals that, um, you know, part of their job was to, you know, decide if these babies had souls or not and you know it, we're not getting into the argument of does a baby have a soul or not um you know i personally believe that all infants have souls but you know the the system or the luciferians yeah the luciferian cult would tell you know go to the extent to tell them that you know a percentage of infants would be born and some were born without souls and were evil or demonic um You know, in Africa, um, you know, it used to be they believed if if there were twins born, they believed that one was evil, you know, just utterly evil, and the other was, you know, very good and angelic. So they had the practice where, you know, someone would have to decide which one is evil, which one's good, and their job is to kill the evil ones. Um, So, you know, this is part of that system that as, you know, that happened, then, you know, either those infants would be graphically, ritually murdered, or they would pretend that the child died. And, you know, the, the trauma would continue to that child as it was raised in the system as something that, you know, couldn't relate to anything, because, you know, there's a lot of mocking, there's a lot of abuse that happens to these children who have been um, DNA manipulated or, um, you know, they'll call it DNA manipulation, but really they've, you know, done surgery pre-birth and, you know, they will uh, harass, you know, uh, blasphemy, um, torture, do all sorts of horrible things you know, so that these children grow up, not even knowing that they're human.
1: What, what happens to these children? Well, yeah, I would think that they don't even, if they're half pig, half human, as far as putting on, they wouldn't even feel that they're human. Now, when a child grows with that kind of, do they look, it's like the Island of Dr. Moreau, you know, I mean, do yeah. they look like a half human half pig? I mean, what do they look like and do they grow normally? Do they die sooner? I mean, I, I suppose that's what they were trying to figure out, and then these questions I don't even want to ask them because that's the science. I know that it's they like, were trying really to figure out.
0: Yeah, you don't want to know, and I mean, I never met any directly that I, you know, knew who were adults or anything. But I know for some of the special, um, we'll just call them dinner festivals. You know, I know that sometimes they would pay a lot of money to bring in the individual like that. And, you know, of course that would be part of the, the meal, you know, where they'd be having these hybrid unique things. Um, oh, like you would eat a pig instead you eat a human pig. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. Okay. This is going like way. It's true. It's happening. And so it, it is, that's how the importance of this is to show how sick these people are and um not to be you know this isn't entertainment <laughs> this is to show people how sick this is yeah i want to talk about some of the news that has happened um and and just how blatant they're doing these this child trafficking now right underneath everyone's noses yeah. and to show that this federal government that we have right now is involved in this there was bless their hearts the media in tennessee a couple channels they followed this and they showed that there was a airline. It was tied to the federal government of children coming from the border that they had flown into Tennessee at midnight. And then they had them put on buses and there was a couple of reporters that were following these buses. And these are all unmarked, um, not transparent. This is child trafficking done by mm-hmm. our government. There's no reason to do it at midnight under, you know, where nobody can see it, not transparent. Jen Psaki claimed that, oh, we're doing this because we're trying to get children in good homes. I mean, it's just some BS she came up with. But the reality is they're trafficking children and they're lying to people and it's happening right underneath our noses.
0: Yeah, and there's no documentation. There's no, you know, they're not registering these children. So we really have no idea you know, of who they are and, and be, you know, we're not able to follow what happens to that that child once they enter the US and, you know, there's no registration of them in the system. So, you know, completely undocumented, untransparent harboring of children you
1: know that's why they like the the immigrants because they can do it without them being documented it's the same way the same reason they focus on the the native americans because they don't have to be added to the numbers because they don't care if it's a a child from the suburbs or a child from south america they want the children right i mean it's just because it doesn't hit it doesn't hit the numbers And that's why they go after the poor children and anybody that can get their hands on that's why they like this abortion crap that they're doing. Um, But this is a
0: real problem. I mean, we're getting reports here, um, you know, that the the Texas area along the border has has just been horrific and um, ranchers, other individuals who, you know, have connections to whether it's Oil drilling service companies. You know, some of those people have come forward are reporting that, um, like in that area, the oil companies, the drilling companies, and the um, service companies. You know, they'll they'll hire immigrants to do their work. You know, for periods of time, and while those immigrants come in, uh, they will build um, what they call man camps you know, which either are made up of usually those pod beam storage containers with ACs and, you know, things for them to live in, or they'll be like, you know, makeshift trailers or tents. So it'll be like these little cities for all these workers who come in for that time. Um, so anyway, we're hearing at these man camps that, they, that they're holding the children from the borders in these camps and then selling them for Um, you know, $3,500 per child. And so, you know, we really need our government to go in there and bust these camps and, you know, the men who are harboring and selling the children from there.
1: Well, and they advertise it openly. They're saying, if you come with the child, we'll knock the price of down by $3,500 and then they take the child. It's openly advertised, which is just crazy. And the other thing that the journalists are reporting that are in there and have the courage to sh- report it and do it, are talking about how the cartels are completely controlling that border. There aren't just innocent people. There are They are innocent people, but there aren't just innocent people coming over the border. They're all going through the cartels. The, not Not one can get into this country without the cartels being paid off. So it's It's a huge cartel operation and our government is complicit.
0: Yeah, they're they're allowing it to just openly happen. You know, that's the the sad part. And, you know, I think as Americans, we need to really start to let our voices be heard, but it's beyond just letting our voices be heard. We need to start doing stuff that will put a stop to these things.
1: And what should we do? Because it's beyond us knowing, you know, us knowing is one thing, but we got to do, I mean, there's little kids being murdered and trafficked right underneath our noses. It's so brazen. And we're all just sitting there with our jaws open, but sitting with our jaws open is frankly not good enough.
0: Right. Well, we, you know, some of the connections that we've made, um, we had brought on right on radio, uh, Sheriff Mack, who works with the constitutional sheriffs. Yep, And, you know, we had encouraged people to, you know, they've got a program now where they're letting people kind of join them. They're trying to teach them about the constitutional rights and partnering up in your community with your sheriff. So, you know, that would be a good place to start, you know, and we're not saying that every sheriff is good, but it would be good for us to start knowing as people reach out, you know, in your community community get to know your sheriff get to know your law enforcement and you know if they're good then these are going to be people that we can work with who have the right to go in have the right to make arrests um you know i know in the texas area i was trying to think who um i want to say it's not the department of forestry but it's um It's one of those departments like that uh, where the individuals who are hired for that department, law and game, thank you, that's it. um, They are able to go in if they suspect that anybody is just, you know, poaching or has illegal game. They have the, the ability to enter homes and investigate. Then they have the ability to, call the sheriff or to um, help in making that arrest. So, you know, if they see other things suspicious at that time, but besides, you know, odd meat in the freezer, (laughs) um, you know, if they see things like that possibly could be child trafficking or drug trafficking, they have the right to enter and investigate. So, you know, if you are in a state, you know, these are individuals that we can start utilizing um, you know, and if we get them working together, you know we can you know, utilize those people where those are the people where we're saying, hey, there's something suspect in this home. And if they go in and find, yeah, sure, there's something you know that needs to be investigated, they are able then to contact the sheriffs and have them come in and assess that situation. So that would be a good way if you're seeing or suspect things in your area, we can do that. Um, you know, what I really want to do, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, man, $3,500 for a kid. Um, you know, it's like, why are we just not purchasing these children, you know, and well, but that's
1: I know I've thought, about, <laughs> deal
0: I've thought with- about
1: that too, but it's like, Oh, I, I it's like feeding into the beast. So I, I don't know. I've really thought about that but um the other thing that people are doing is if they find anyone with a child they um charge them with child endangerment anybody right. coming out of the border with a child you got because the majority of these young kids these girls are being raped there was a nine-year-old girl who was mm-hmm. gang raped and a journalist was just trying to ask her name she couldn't talk because she was so brutally gang raped. That her voice, you know, she didn't have the ability from screaming. She didn't have the ability to say her name, and this is that's a common occurrence. So anybody yeah. bringing a child through that border is endangering these kids. And so I love it that they're starting to just you have a kid with you. It's child endangerment. Period. Yeah. And then we got to get these kids. Any every kid needs to be. But see, the thing is, our federal government is behind it, and that's what we're learning. So we, uh, you know, working with our sheriffs are really important, solving it. But I think we need to expose and be all over it. Be, I mean, be all over it and make sure everyone knows that these people are aiding and bedding child trafficking.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, and I, I, I don't, whatever we can do to get the word out there and shout at the top mm-hmm. of our lungs so that everyone knows that these people are creeps and that they aren't doing their job. Kamala Harris is supposed to be the czar of the border and she's not even there. I mean, why aren't people angry about this?
0: Yeah, maybe every citizen needs to write her a letter that says, get your ass to the border. (laughs) solve the problem. Yeah, she she
1: probably won't (laughs) because she's part of the problem. But if everybody starts writing these letters, it'll freak them out. It'll scare them. If you know that all the American people know, we know what you're doing. We're on to you. You guys better stop this. And we all know that you're doing this. Um, they, they, they can't keep doing it. What, they, what allows them to do this, tyranny thrives in silence. Mm-hmm. Tyranny thrives when people are not, um, when they look the other way. Because people yeah. know, there's a lot of people in positions of power that can do something. And they need the backing of the people to do it. They're afraid to do it they need to understand that we know that you can do something if your fear keeps you from doing what your job is then step out of that job and get somebody in there that has the courage to do it because you don't have what it takes and i'm sorry but it's too important
0: no i agree it is and you know i think it's frustrating though because you know in these situations it's like a letter just isn't gonna do and people are you know, these individuals are not responding, um, whether it's email, whether it's citizen reports, you know, I know back in uh, 2017-18, you know, I came across a very big trafficking trail in the Texas areas. And, you know, I reached out to senators, I reached out to local law people who were along those, you know, or Running those counties or areas where it was happening, um, you know, I think only one had their secretary respond that said, Thank you, I'm passing this on. We'll have somebody get back to you. Did anybody get back to me? No. Um, Did anybody do anything about it? No. Um, You know, so it gets frustrating. And, you know, then I reached out to even the local churches. And I said, "Hey, you really, you know, you need to pray. These are people in your area that I've identified as as being involved in child trafficking. This is where the trafficking's happening. You know, can we coordinate some prayer groups and things like that?" And out of twenty churches, I got one auto response, and it, you know, it, it basically said, "You know." we're sorry that you're going through this difficult time know that you're in our prayers and i'm sitting here like are you kidding me like i
1: know you know
0: will will nobody do anything and you know out of everybody there was one person child evangelism uh which is in the schools you know they've got after school programs things like that um that group did respond and were praying um the sad thing was that um you know it, it was a, a trail that They were using some of the local events um, during a ritual time so I knew there was going to be ritual sacrifices and so you know my informing these areas and these um, local government people it, it was a beforehand thing you know like there's going to be murders in your area of children we need to stop this ahead of time. And they had probably, you know, three weeks before um that ritual night um, because there was a lack of response. Um and you know, the individuals who did respond, all that they could do was pray. There was nothing else, you know, they could do. Um, but you know, then I watched the, you know, after that ritual night as reports went up, um, you know, fake reports of you know there were girls murdered 14-year-old girls and um you know they blamed it on some immigrants somewhere who you know were put in jail things like that but you're like well those weren't the people who did it <laughs> you know yeah. it's like i already told you all that was happening but the sad thing was that you know there was life lost that could have been prevented if people had taken proper actions and you know, gotten involved. And I think that's the frustrating thing is that, you know, when you, when you don't have that all around, um, you know, where you've got individuals working together who, you know, you've got those who are reporting, you've got those, you know, who are giving locations, dates, times, places where things might be happening or going on. um But if the law enforcement, if the people who can arrest or or do things about it aren't getting in there when the kids are there, you know, either the kids are moved or they're, you know, killed and buried or sold off. And, you know, it just continues.
1: Well, and that's why the common law courts are starting to pop up. People are saying, okay, well, we got to take this into our own hands because our government is so beyond corrupt that we got to take this in their own hands and we want the people in the government who are not corrupt to work with us. And then the rest of us, we, we just, we have to, I mean, we have to be responsible for what's happening in our own communities. Mm -hmm. And if you're not capable of being able to do your job, the taxpayers are paying for you to be law enforcement. And if you don't have that ability then you either need to join something externally. We need to do something externally to the government because they're too corrupt. Or you leave your job and somebody else who has this courage can do it. A lot of the the heads of the police, sheriff, you know, sheriffs, we got sheriff departments have to be involved. The top police detectives and, um, you know, top uh, Uh, chiefs, police chiefs need to be involved. And if they can't do it, Yeah. Yeah, if they can't do it then they need to step out and if it's too corrupt then we need to form our own common law assemblies and our own courts and we on our own you know crimes against humanity and enforce it ourselves i know there was a there's a couple groups locally there was a child that was being held at a hotel and the police were informed multiple police were informed they didn't do anything they didn't show up nothing. So a couple of the charity organizations came and they surrounded the hotels. And that action allowed mm-hmm. the the girl to be saved because they surrounded the hotels and wouldn't let anybody leave until that girl was out. The police did nothing, but mm-hmm. the organizations, the people did something. Right. And that's all we have right now. If the if the corrupt to, if the corrupt police aren't gonna do anything, that's all we have is our, is ourselves. And we need to step up and do something
0: yep absolutely i agree
1: yeah i'm on my soapbox right now because i just i can't i can't you know
0: Well, it's unbelievable and it gets so you know for me it it gets so frustrating especially when you know with these people sometimes it's so hard to know exactly when you know they're going to be bringing kids through certain areas or you know, but they tend to use the same stopping grounds. It's just figuring out which of those same stopping grounds they're using when. Um, But when you do know that, and then you can't do anything to stop it, you know, or gather enough people to, you know, make a present that, you know, I mean, I, I I challenge people, you know, just to think about the thought, you know, that if you knew that a ritual was going to be happening in your area, you know, how many people would be brave enough to literally walk in there and demand the ritual be stopped, demand the release of those who were gonna be sacrifices? You know How many would be equipped to do that? You know, it's, it's a dangerous thing. You've, you know, most of these groups have three or four um, groups protecting them you know, they hire hitmen, they hire people as bodyguards, you know, to protect what they're doing. They hire sometimes law enforcement or other individuals with weapons to protect, you know, the overall operations that they're doing.
1: So how do we do that? How do we do it properly? Because people want to stop this. And I know they're hiring law enforcement, they're hiring these people. I mean, we, you know, how, what can people do to actually stop it? I know it's bringing it to the, the attention. But you know, I actually think a military unit should go in there and just wipe it out. That's what
0: I think. Yeah. That, that's what I feel. Too. And yeah. I mean, I, the, you know, this is a great question, because, you know, I don't even have an answer to that. But, you know, I wonder if we talk to you know, um, Sheriff Mack or, or um, you know, the U S marshals, if those individuals would have an answer, because do we have, you know, any operational forces that could go in, you know, who are prepared, who are trained to handle those type of situations, if, you know, things were reported to them.
1: Well, and that's and, what we're lacking. You no, know, I
0: do agree. think, Yeah. And I think, you know, even at a, a larger scale, like we know what's going on. So, you know, why are those who, you know, have the ability to scope out, you know, do aerial scopes and surveillance of that border area, the border states, how come they're not finding all these man camps and going exactly. in and, you know, when well, that's at what happens. Night, you know, that's,
1: that's what happens when the, the yeah. actual government itself, the federal government's behind it. We have somebody like Joe Biden who was placed in office, he didn't win, and Kamala Harris who's supposed to be in charge and never shows up, when they're the ones behind it, how are you supposed to stop it? Well, that's, we need the military to step up. When we have a coup that takes over our government, the military needs to come in, undo do a coup of the coup, <laughs> and, and, and start <laughs> right. protecting children and people. I mean, this is ridiculous. I agree. It's absolutely crazy. Um, okay. Last thing I need to talk to you before we end this, we're coming up to the summer solstice yeah. and as beautiful as this time of year is, which I love, you know, my birthday's coming up. I'm not going to tell people when my birthday is. Cause I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to be bombarded. I don't. And plus my age, I don't need to know what people need to know that, right. but it's a beautiful time of year, but it's also the summer solstice coming up what um, happens at this time of year and how important is it to keep the the bad stuff from happening?
0: Yeah, it's very important. Um, What we're going to see happening is that more of the wooded areas, um, those are going to be utilized. The the system, you know, for them it's important because you've got the 12-year-old males who are taking their first blasphemies. Um, That's the first time that they will you know, I'm trying to think how to put it into words, but, you know, they really become part of the pack. And so they'll get a core group of adults that they will be taking vows with that now they are, you know, part of that brotherhood system with that core group of adults. So, you know, they're often targeted, like at camps, Um, You know, and I'm not saying every summer camp is bad, but this tends to be where these things happen, that there'll be select groups or camps around the USA where they'll hold these rituals at. Um, And, you know, a lot of times they'll do night games and that's the start of the summer solstice ritual where they'll use girls that they will train to kind of sexually allure these boys but not allow anything to happen but there's just this the games that they play um so you know it's good to be aware that this stuff is going on and if you have kids to talk to them and say hey you know if if you're at this camp and things kind of seem bad or or shoddy you know just say you feel sick go back to your cabin and then call us the next day and come home um but preparing them that there could be things like that going on um you know it'll be leading up to the ritual sacrifices for the grand high climax but um you know it's also a time where they impregnate um girls for future rituals and most of those girls will be age 13 and that first child they will um you know six to eight months from now uh, they will prematurely um, induce the labor, and then most of those children are offered in sacrifice. So, um, you know, there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, keeping your eyes open if you know that your area is a high area um, for some of these activities, or if you hear special solstice festivals or um, things like that going on in your area, maybe, you know, reach out to me at my website, illuminathedarkness.com and just say, hey, you know, I'm seeing some advertising, some things, or we know that, you know, group of, you know, witches warlocks come through this area around this time every, every year, or these festivals are going on, um, you know, give us those heads up and, you know, we're kind of trying to Monitor that and keep track of all the different areas where those things are happening.
1: Jesse, thank you so much for everything that you do and that you keep doing, and you know, the courage that you're showing. Um, again, tell us what your website is again and how people can learn more about you, hear your shows, and um, I don't know, just learn more about all your work.
0: Yeah, um, our website is illuminatethedarkness.com. And then um, we, we have a bunch of different projects on there. So you can find out, you know, about our work with veterans, which is called the Veteran Project. Uh, we also do work with anointing right now, the land, and taking land back, um, both spiritually and physically. So, you know, we're literally encouraging, well, let me think how to put that in a better way. We're starting with prayer and and you know, fighting the spiritual strongholds that are in different areas. Um, But in that, we're also identifying um, areas where, you know, evil or wickedness or trafficking drug, drug use gangs, all of that's happening. So um, you can visit our website, covertheearth.us. And then I also have some books available on amazon.com. The first one is His Kingdom Comes in Power. And the second one is the anointing overflows. And it's both in English and Spanish now. Right.
1: And yeah.
0: And, and what other languages? Um, so for those are the only ones I've got up on Amazon. Okay. Um, but,
1: but that opens yep. it up to a whole new, the Spanish opens it up to a whole new group of people, which is great.
0: That's right. I do have, you know, I, I don't have it published yet, but if people are interested, we also do have the first uh, book in Polish. Um, so we're working on getting that translated in some other languages as well.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much, Jessie. I really yeah, appreciate you. your stopping by with me today.
0: Yeah, thank you. Great conversation, Sarah.